And this is the Ask Canada Immigration Lawyer, Evelyn Aka podcast. I'm the founder and managing lawyer of Aka Business Immigration Law. And on this podcast, we are covering all aspects of immigration for professionals and individuals who are looking to move to Canada and the United States for work, for family, or for personal reasons. If you are looking to make that move, you can download our free guide at acalaw.com. Today, I want to focus on immigration case studies and some of our success stories with the team at ACA Law. It's really exciting to do the work we do. Obviously, I've been doing it for 23 years, so I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't love it. But there are always some memorable files and cases that stay with you and that make it all worthwhile and that give you that real sense of achievement and accomplishment. So today, as we start the new year, I'd like to talk about um, some of those cases and and explain some of the nuances and the dynamics and the things that we do so that our clients and potential clients have an understanding of our expertise and our passion. So one of the first cases that I'd like to talk about, and this goes back to probably about eight years ago, is a file that meant a lot to me. It came to me via a large corporation. You can find out all the details because the video is on the main page of ACA Law um, or one of our videos on the ACA Law site. But it was a case of a Filipino employee who had been um, brought to Canada under a labor market impact assessment to work for a company um, in the convenience you know, um, store and uh, really hard working. He'd only been in Canada for a few months all by himself. And unfortunately he was working the night shift and the convenience store tied to the gas station he was working with was um, robbed and he was shot in the process, just devastating. And he had significant injuries. So I was brought in at the time to see if I can assist with his status while he was recovering because he wasn't working, as well as to help bring his mother from the Philippines so he would have support. Um, He lost one or two of his digits and had some damage to his eyes as well as his face. So it was a very long recovery. And so I was privileged to be able to help this client and this family um, to be able to bring his mother to Canada to help stay with him as a visitor for quite a while, I think almost a year. And then, although he was not working anymore, the wonderful corporate client supported the employee financially so that he he wasn't even their direct employee. It was like a sub-level of employee or contact. They supported him. They helped with his recovery in all his expenses and paid him. And they also helped him find employment when he was up and able to work again. And I'm pleased to say that he recently became a Canadian citizen late last year. We did, we helped him with his permanent residence and then we helped him, um, he was able to get his citizenship. So it's very grateful to have the opportunity to help in a situation like this um, where not a lot of people would have had the resources or the support that um, this client had. And I'm just thrilled he's now married and he's a Canadian citizen and his wife is on the way, I think. Um, And they're starting their life all over again in Canada. So that's one of the most memorable files I've ever had. Another one um, of our files from last year was working with a professional dancer 
who had come to Canada under the cultural arts category. There's an exemption from the need to have a labor market impact assessment. And he had already been in Canada for a while working with um, uh, another company. And he had moved on from that dance company and found a new employer. And it wasn't easy, but we were able to help get him as well um, a new work permit under the new employer. And there were some interesting challenges with that file, but I was thrilled to be able to help with that. And he was very successful and got a three-year um, work permit and will be helping with his permanent residence. This is one of those files where the person was applying and was transferring from, you know, I think it was LA or California to Vancouver and then Calgary and did not realize when you booked his flight, you need to give yourself at least two or three hours in between the transfers because he would be doing his work permit application right at the airport in Vancouver, not in Calgary. Many people get this wrong. They don't realize that the first port of entry is their entry point to Canada. So I was really stressed for him because I said he might need to cancel or he might miss his flight. But he managed to do his magic, maybe did some dancing, I don't know. But he was able to get it all done in an hour before he had to get on the flight and didn't miss his flight and was incredibly grateful and appreciative. And we were just so happy it all worked out because it wasn't easy for sure. Um, so that was last year, 2022. A wonderful story, a wonderful professional, well-known global professional dancer um, to have the fun to be able to work with him and to help support the creative arts further here in Alberta and in Canada. Thank you so much for listening to the Ask Canada Immigration Lawyer, Evelyn Aka podcast. We're honored to be named the number one best Canada immigration podcast by Feedspot. For all of your immigration needs for Canada and the United States, please tune in to our podcast. Now back to our show. I'd like to then move on to another file that has been with me for a very long time. And it's very strange to me why it took so long, but uh, this file started originally with me doing a labor market impact assessment for, um, for the main applicant. And then his partner, his husband was also coming as a worker. And there was some issue back in the day, and this is very common, I think it was a DUI. And it was very common for from the partner's perspective. So we had to clear that up. And he was able to join his husband in Canada and has been successfully integrated. They're both working, thriving, successful. As soon as we were eligible to do the permanent residence for them, they asked us to help with that and we did it. And what was so interesting was this file just took so long. You know, we've had other files approved and approved and approved. This file, for whatever reason, just seemed to sit on someone's desk at immigration. I'm not sure. And it was very frustrating and stressful for everybody. And we kept following up and following up and following up and following up. I always say this is probably one of my longest PR files. Um, I think the, the, the balance of having the TRP, the temporary resident permit requirement for the DUI may have impacted, but, but I've seen people who had the same that were pros faster. So just, just at the end of last year, finally, after probably two and a half years, we were able to get the approval and the PR card is on the way. And I'm so excited to see my friends who are now basically my friends and we're going to have a nice glass of wine to celebrate and toast them. But it's been a long haul and we stick with you throughout the whole thing. And no matter what, 
we continue and continue and continue. And there are no additional fees to make sure that you can get what you need and be approved and start your life in Canada. So that one feels really, um, really fulfilling because it was such a long, stressful experience for the couple. And I'm just so happy that now Canada is their home. Um, one of my other files I want to talk about is um, one that was happening la late last year. We were asked to help to um, see what was possible for a labor market impact assessment for somebody working in the arts, very high level, went to school in Canada, originally from Iran. And because of COVID and some of the challenges of finding permanent employment in that field, this person wasn't able to obtain that 12 months of professional work experience to qualify for um, for permanent residence. And so he was brought to me, uh, referred to me by one, another of our existing clients, which we're always so grateful for, to receive referrals from clients um, who are happy, who've worked with us in the past, and we take such good care of them because they've come through a referral, even more so if that's possible. And we were able to find him, which is not what we do. We don't usually find employment, but we were able with the help of our referral source and other colleagues to help find him an employer that was needing his significant expertise working in film and television and was willing to do the labor market impact assessment for him. And it was just, it just broke your heart thinking that we'd have to maybe send him back to Iran early this year. So we all worked really hard. We worked our networks. We prepared the application for the LMIA. We got all the approvals we needed and he was approved for the LMIA, which is wonderful. And to continue working and did not have to go back to Iran and was able now, we're starting his permanent residence. So, I mean, those are such fulfilling files because we know what's at stake. We know the fear or the risk that's involved with having to return to some, so a regime like that. And we know that somebody who's been here going to school and educated here is perfectly adapted to Canadian society. And but for COVID and but for the inability to get consistent long-term work in that industry, um, he was in this difficult situation. And so we're thrilled that we're going to be doing his permanent residence and he will be able to become a citizen down the line. And he's going to be gainfully employed in the entertainment industry, I'm sure, for a very long time. The last one I want to share is about, um, we did this one a few years ago. Sometimes people come to us and ask if we can expedite citizenship applications for a specific reason. And in this case, it was so cool. This client was a top-ranked karate, um, um, I guess, athlete and was coming from another country but has been living in Canada and was a permanent resident and training even with the Canadian you know, karate team or whatever that team was called. And uh, he wanted to represent Canada at the Olympics that were coming up, I believe. And usually we can't, we never guarantee expedite or a result. However, we worked our networks, we pushed really hard, we contacted everybody we could, and we were able to get his Canadian citizenship application expedited so that he got his citizenship and was able to represent Canada. These are just three or four of the most amazing files I've worked on over my 23 years. It really is a labor of love to do this type of work and to get the results we're able to get for our clients. And they feel so appreciative and we feel so honored to be able to be a part 
of their immigration journey and the success that they are going to bring to Canada when they um, settle here in Canada. Uh, I have lots and lots more of these stories to share, but that's all I have time for today. Take good care and stay well. Bye-bye. That's it for the show today. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. Please share this episode and any others you feel that would help someone looking to make that move to Canada or the United States for work or for family. It would be so great if you could also write a review in Apple Podcasts to let others know about our show. Please give us a five-star rating. If you have any questions, please reach us at akalaw.com. That's A-C-K-A-H-L-A-W.com. Or call our main office in Calgary at 403-452-9515. Have a great day. Thank you. We look forward to helping you cross borders seamlessly.